Welcome to the Abide Daily Podcast from Ecclesi of the Church in Salt Lake City, a time led by our pastors and others in our church to abide in God through prayer, reflection, and the reading of His Word together. Hi, this is Philip Jones. Thanks for joining us today. As we start our time in prayer and reading, let's just have a quick moment to pause, be still, and be aware of God's presence. Take a moment to commune with God. Tell him where you're at, as well as what you're thinking or feeling. Then just thank him for all that he has done, is doing, and will do. O God, the author of peace and lover of unity, to know you is eternal life, and to serve you is perfect freedom. Defend us, your humble servants, in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in your defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, as I read your words in scripture, I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would lead me and give me understanding. Lord, I ask that you would draw near and meet with me and lead me into your kingdom today. We'll be covering Acts 21 and 22 today. Specifically, I'll be reading verses 1 through 15 from chapter 21 in the Common English Bible translation. As we tore ourselves away from them, we set sail on a straight course to Kos, reading Rhodes the next day, and then Patara. We found a ship crossing over to Phoenicia, boarded, and put out to sea. We spotted Cyprus, but passed by it on our left. We sailed on to the province of Syria and landed in Tyre where the ship was to unload its cargo. We found the disciples there and stayed with them for a week. Compelled by the Spirit, they kept telling Paul not to go to Jerusalem. When our time had come to an end, we departed. All of them, including women and children, accompanied us out of town, where we knelt on the beach and prayed. We said goodbye to each other, then we boarded the ship, and they returned to their homes. Continuing our voyage, we sailed from Tyre and arrived in Ptolemais. We greeted the brothers and sisters there and spent a day with them. The next day we left and came to Caesarea. We went to the house of Philip the Evangelist, one of the seven, and stayed with him. He had four unmarried daughters who were involved in the work of prophecy. After staying there for several days, a prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. He came to us, took Paul's belt, tied his own feet and hands, and said, This is what the Holy Spirit says. In Jerusalem, the Jews will bind the man who owns this belt, and they will hand him over to the Gentiles. 
When we heard this, we and the local believers urged Paul not to go up to Jerusalem. Paul replied, Why are you doing this? Why are you weeping and breaking my heart? I am ready not only to be arrested, but even to die in Jerusalem for the sake of the Lord Jesus. Since we couldn't talk him out of it, the only thing we could say was, The Lord's will be done. After this, we got ready and made our way up to Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. As I reflect on the scripture, I'm struck by the main question presented to Paul in this passage. Do we want to stay where it's easy or go where it's hard? His friends, even through the Holy Spirit, are telling him that he will have a rough time. These friends, these fellow believers, urge Paul not to continue on his path, yet he maintains his focus. He has a very specific history with the city of Jerusalem. It's where he persecuted the church and where he proved the martyrdom of Stephen. It's probably not Paul's proudest memory. Earlier, in chapter 20 of Acts, he literally told his friends that he's traveled that he does not expect to see them again. Paul expects the upcoming hardship to be the point of imprisonment or death. So why does he continue to go? There are so many reasons not to travel to Jerusalem. Yet Paul is unwavering in his commitment to go where it will be hard. Pay attention here. He is so confident in Jesus, so dedicated to the gospel, so full of faith that the hard place is the most attractive to him. It could be that it needs more help, or perhaps the gospel is especially taking root there. Whatever the reason, Paul is determined to go where it's hard. So what does this mean for us? Well, for many of us, I hope it's an encouragement. Just look around. Ecclesia is full of people who were not born in Salt Lake, but moved from other areas. In the majority of those places, the majority of the country, it's probably easier to be a Christian than it is here. It was probably the default. So good job. It doesn't matter if a job or family or whatever brought you here. Having the faith to go somewhere difficult is great. But there's also a challenge for us, both for you know transplants and those of you who already saw natives. In our day-to-day lives, we shouldn't avoid those smaller hard places and hard situations. What that looks like could be different for everyone. An invitation to the house of someone that believes different, participating in an event that might make you uncomfortable, giving up valuable resources for the benefit of others. God works in and through difficult circumstances, so you don't need to avoid them instinctually. In fact, ask yourself, are there hard things coming up in your life that you are looking to avoid? I encourage you to pray about them. Perhaps those those situations are just where God is leading you for one reason or another, and you can embrace that difficulty.
Let's pray. God, I thank you for allowing us to participate in your plan. Thank you that you go with us wherever we are, to the easy situations and to the difficult ones. Please give us the courage to boldly go where you have called us. I ask that your gospel would advance through our going and that the gospel would bring with it love and justice. Through our lives and by our prayers, may your kingdom come.